Bruin ATX. Welcome to our 45th episode and basically our one-year anniversary. Technically, it was February 18th of last year that we released our first episode, uh, but that's cool. We're celebrating it today, so congratulations to us. Uh, I'm Jonathan Ratcliffe alongside my co-hosts Greg Carlson and Ian Grossman. Howdy. What's going on? We're excited to have on the show today Caitlin and Melissa, the local nonprofit uh, founders of One Dog, One Hour. Say that correctly? Yes. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thank thanks. you so Great much. To today, they're going to talk about uh, their mission of bringing happiness to pups with just a little human interaction each day. As a reminder, this is your one-stop shop for all things ATX, from tips on the food and beverage scene to developments in the real estate world, to interviews with local small businesses and those making a big impact on our community. And of course, we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit each week so that you can get your little taste of what Austin has to offer. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Give us that five-star rating if we deserve it, and be sure to stick around for the weekly brew at the end of the episode where we're going to mix it up today a little bit and talk about something a little more serious. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. It's time to get a little more serious. Yeah. You're scaring me into look this? in your eyes. Yeah. Hope so. Hope. We'll, we'll see. I'm ready. Greg, what are we drinking today? Well, thanks for asking. Today, we've got High Sign Brewing's Alberto, the Mexican lager, located at 1201 Bastrop Highway in the 78742, also known as the East Side. High Sign Brewing is host to Woe Barbecue Truck. The pictures looked amazing, by the way, and makes seven signature craft beers. I will say their Instagram is one of the best I've seen, so be sure to check them out at High Sign Brewing. And check out their website to stay up to date on their upcoming events at www.highsignbrewing.com. Let's taste this refreshing adult beverage and see why it's got 152 ratings at an average of 4.8 stars. What do you guys think? Does this beer taste like 4.8 stars? Well, let's find out. First thing I want to point out was that you did a great job of making sure that there was a dog on the can. Yeah, which, I was going to say that. <laughs> we noticed that too. Caitlin the label gets 4.8 right stars from me. Boom. Good. We're winning. Great job, Greg. This, is, this is good. I like this. Some I don't. But this one's good. What do you think? It tastes like a beachy Mexican beer, which beachy. which is good. That's what we're going for. My book. But yeah. it's not as bitter as like Gosh. a Corona or something. Like it's, yeah. it's good. It's smooth. Yeah. Alberto no Mexican lager. Can I dig it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get right into the question. So, oh, yeah, it's going to be good. First stop, Caitlin Melissa. Will you tell us, tell our audience uh, who you are and what your story is? Sure. So, I'm Melissa Masello Dubow, I'm co founder of One Dog, One Hour. And uh, we started as a grassroots social media campaign just to get more people out walking and exercising with shelter dogs. Um, Caitlin and I met through uh, volunteering with Greyhound Rescue. Uh, Caitlin had greyhounds. Mm -hmm. I have whippets. And we were going to Austin Animal Center to pull dogs pretty regularly into rescue and realized they have this awesome program there where anyone... Any Austin resident or visitors can come in off the street, no experience, no training required, and can walk a dog any yeah. any hour of the day that the shelter's open, 11 to 7, seven days a week. Which isn't the case with Super all cool. the, the animal shelters. No, it's no. pretty unique. So they have a uh, finely tuned machine <laughs> there. They have a system in place where 
all of the dogs are rated on a dot system. Hmm. So they, uh, their behavior and, eval- and uh, enrichment team evaluates each dog as they come in and they have notes on, you know, how easy they are to walk, um, you know, pretty much how easy they are to handle. Yeah. Their friendliness, yeah. you know, uh, their fearfulness or shyness, you know, mm. just that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, how, how hyper they are, yeah, <laughs> you know, so sort of like yeah. what level of dog training experience would be required to, to give them a safe walk. Mm. Um, so yeah, anyone can walk in and, um, on the shelter grounds, take a dog out for a walk or take them into one of the play yards and play frisbee with them or do agility stuff or throw the tennis ball, let them go in the doggy pools. Like there's all sorts of cool stuff you can do. Oh, that's awesome. That sounds like fun. So, um, I'm Caitlin Silvachai, by the way. And, um, we have been doing this for about three and a half years. And then last year we became, a um, incorporated as a nonprofit, um, and I guess our origin story um, is all about breaking down the barriers to entry when it comes to volunteering. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Melissa and I have always, well, for the last six years or so, been pretty involved in dog rescue. And we were hearing a lot from people that we knew, like, wow, that's cool what you guys do, but I don't have time for that. I work full time. I mean, we work too, but <laughs> um, just hearing things like, if I did what you did, I would adopt 20 dogs and I could never, you know, go into an animal shelter and not leave with a dog. So I just can't go. And so one dog, one hour is about, no, like it's very accessible and one dog, one hour, just spend an hour. You don't have to go every week. You don't have to go every month. Just go once and take one dog out and the benefits of that are an end in itself. So it doesn't have to lead to anything and it's just getting that dog a bathroom break, obviously attention, stimulation, lowering their anxiety, and then the ripple effects across the um, kennel that it's in are that its neighbors aren't as stressed because that dog isn't barking, it's not whining, so its neighbors are able to relax even though you didn't walk them as well. Mm. And so that's why it's called One Dog, One Hour. And um, regardless of the different things that we do, it all comes back to no training required, simple, accessible to anyone, and just keeping the focus on the experience and not int- getting intimidated by no commitment, a big commitment. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, so to touch on the barrier uh, thing that Melissa mentioned for a second, there's shelters around town that you do have to, in order to go there, you have to have like a few hours mm-hmm. of training, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what is that? What are some of those? requirements that you've seen that have kept people from walking dogs. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, for everyone's safety and for the liability of the shelter and nonprofit that, um, that exists. So we definitely wouldn't, you know, fault a shelter or nonprofit for having those safety, um, they're there for good training requirements. Um, uh, Austin animal center is, unique in that they're the largest no kill shelter in the U S. And so, um, they have many different prongs to achieving that goal. Uh, one of which is making the shelter accessible. So that's very much by design, um, keeping, um, the doors open to people in the community coming in and they have, I'm sure done all the legal work in the background necessary to make that happen. And the dot system that Melissa mentioned about the different levels of dogs is, um, there for that reason. So the easiest dogs are green. Anyone can walk those. Okay. 
And it's yeah. really innovative. You know, it's most shelters around the country do have some sort of volunteer orientation or training requirement. And, and that is for everybody's safety, first and foremost, the dog's safety. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and Austin Animal Center DOT system is like, it's it's super innovative and other shelters are starting to adopt programs like it. So on our website, onedogonehour.org, we actually compiled a list of all of the shelters around the country and a couple actually in the Caribbean and one in Spain hmm. that have systems like this where yeah. you can go and, and walk dogs or have a whole like week-long experience. Um, there's actually one group that, we par- that we've um, longed to go and visit where you can stay on site and uh, actually volunteer full-time with the dogs as like a vacation in Spain. What? <laughs> yeah. That Caitlin went cool. to went you to Spain it? to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was the best week ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to ask um, how it, y'all came up with the idea, um, but you, I think you answered that pretty well. How do you how do y'all meet each other? How do you yeah, yeah we met through story. Instagram. Yeah, cool. yeah. The power tell of Instagram. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I moved here from Boston in 2013, and I owned an online magazine. I'm a journalist, and um, a mutual friend of mine and Caitlin's, uh, who had a blog here in Austin, she suggested to both of us that we should meet. She was like, you guys have so much in common. You need to know each other. And so we actually went on a friend date to Wine Belly. <laughs> oh, awesome. Those are the best. And yeah. yeah. And, cool. and it was like a blind date for friends. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fun, though. And we realized like that we really did have so much in common. And we've been friends ever since. Love that. But how did the, how did the dog thing? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you hit it off when you're drinking wine. but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had adopted Greyhounds, Melissa had adopted Whippets, and so we were both plugged into um, some of the same rescue groups here in town, and then Melissa and I have done a lot of things together, like um, picking up um, Greyhounds from uh, the breeder farms, which is in the racing industry, when they have a um, Greyhound that they're ready to retire, slowing down in racing, or they're done breeding, anything like that. Like, Melissa and I have gone on a lot of... um, uh, what do we call freedom them? Freedom rides. Freedom rides. Yeah. <laughs> Where we, um, you know, drive two hours in the, and then pick up a dog and come back to bring them to their foster home and vet and all of that. Um, and then we planned, um, a big gala for the Greyhound rescue together. That was, um, the great Gatsby, great Gatsby themed nice. and G R E Y T G R E Y T right. Um, great. for Greyhound and, um, just partnered on a lot of different projects. So, yeah. so wow. to touch on Greg's question about um, how it came to be, at what point were you like, yeah. let's create a nonprofit surrounding this as opposed to let's just keep volunteering on mm-hmm. our own? Yeah. So um, like Caitlin mentioned, you know, we started um, One Dog, One Hour as a just grassroots social media campaign three and a half years ago. But about four years ago is when we realized that they had this system at Austin Animal Center. And at the same time, Caitlin and I had both read the same article that was on Huffington Post, I think. Mm. Um, And it was a a beautiful profile of a program that they had at a shelter in Virginia um, with the shelter director who actually then later became the shelter director in Austin here, Kristen Auerbach. And um, 
it was so inspiring. They had a program where you could borrow dogs for the day for day hikes and adventures and get them out of the shelter. And she cited a bunch of st statistics, um, shelter statistics about how dogs are 80 to 85% more adoptable that have been out and had human interaction and enrichment like that, um, mm -hmm. that day. And that that also has a butterfly effect in all the kennels next to them and in their buildings. And it can really calm <laughs> down. Yeah, yeah. It helps to, we call in yoga, co-regulate. They co -regulate. Co helps to regulate the dogs and co-regulate their, their kennel mates. Wait, that happens in a yoga room? Yeah. When everybody's like zened out? When everyone's zened out, yeah, you all co-regulate. Cool. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I did yoga Sunday. We co-regulated for sure. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the bliss. You mentioned that um, you have a list on your website of, of cities and even we, some, some areas in the Caribbean where they have a similar model for those types of shelters where you can go. So is, is one dog, one hour available or are you guys located in other cities? So we're um, highlighting programs that people can do that have no barriers to entry that involve walking or caring for gotcha. a dog. Right. That's a shelter dog. Um, and so it's highlighting programs and then what we're actually doing physically is takes place here in Austin. Okay. Um, and then we have, um, friends and contacts we've made online that have told us about these other programs that might live there. And, Oh, I do this all the time. You should add this to your website, share about it on Instagram. And we're always happy to spread the word. But, um, what Melissa and I are actually doing takes place here in Austin. So yeah. just so I understand the audience understands more the, so one dog, one hour is it's a movement mm -hmm. sort of mm -hmm. in one Avenue. And then it's also like a, a physical place that you can go and do this like so austin animal center is the place um here where um uh we host airbnb experiences do you know have you done any experiences on airbnb no no i know i know but exactly you know what yeah. it is okay yeah. yeah so we have an airbnb experience that takes place at austin animal center okay. um and that's once a week um groups of um up to six usually, but, um, we do larger groups on a, um, requested basis. So okay. we just had a bachelor party this last weekend. Um, and wow. then Melissa has taken groups to rural shelters, like she mentioned in like Lockhart and Bastrop, um, that are, um, kind of like one-off events. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the, the page we mentioned on our website, is one dog, one hour.org. And the page is labeled where to walk. Um, so with, you know, my backgrounds in media, so we started as a social media campaign and then we grew the web, the next step was to grow the website so that we could share all of the resources that we were finding with other people and, and give them concrete ways to get started. Um, along with that came the Instagram account. And then what we were realizing is that in addition to visibility, you know, we wanted to amplify the efforts of, uh, volunteers that were already going out and walking these dogs in these programs that already existed. So we encouraged everyone to share with the hashtag one dog, one hour, or to tag us in their posts. And then we would repost them. Mm -hmm. Um, we tried to on a rotating basis, highlight each of these shelters that have these programs so that people would know that we weren't just in Austin. Um, <clears throat> but we also realized that, we didn't have a good way to collect donations and funnel them towards innovative programs that needed help getting started. Mm. Um, and the best way to do that was for us to gain nonprofit status ourselves. So we filed for our 501c3 designation. We just got that um, this past summer. 
Wow. And Congratulations. With, thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, and with that, Caitlin had the genius idea of starting the Airbnb experience. So all of the money that she collects through the bookings from Airbnb experience go directly that happen at Austin Animal Center, go directly to Austin Animal Center. And we hope to um, grow, regrow our ambassador program and have people all around the country hosting things oh, like awesome. this eventually. <clears throat> yeah. It's great. Well, good for this bachelor, bachelorette. Girls, you said? This was a bachelor party. Bachelor party. Good for them. Yeah. So I was actually intimidated at the thought of a bunch of bros coming because I'm like, are they going to remember what I said and listen to me? And (laughs) um, like, this is potentially dangerous if you're not listening. And so they were amazing guys um, from Boston and yeah, Boston. Um, I mean, I'm from Texas. And so my vision of a bachelor party is bros. Yeah. Uh, Dirty six street. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to <laughs> like Austin. People I fun. went to high school and college with, and these yeah. guys were, um, humble gentlemen. They, they were humble gentlemen. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. I'm <laughs> so great. happy. Look at that. I mean, Making the Boston fact that they, yeah. they looked at it and experienced like that to do mm-hmm. it, like that's awesome. So yeah. Cool. Wow. Can you give us an idea of um, of the way the process, aside from the experience, the uh, Airbnb experiences, how does someone else get involved? You just go to your website, pick a time and place to go, and just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go yeah. to our website, look at the shelters <laughs> that we have listed that have these programs, and um, basically all we ask is for you know people to take an hour of their time to walk one or two or maybe three dogs if they have a chance at a shelter um, and then take pictures with their new buddy and post them on Instagram or Facebook and then tag us in it so that we can share that and help amp- amplify those dogs' adoptability. Um, you know, once you take a dog out of their kennel, they become infinitely more adoptable because it's like staging a house. You know, you guys know yeah. in your realtors, like people can immediately see themselves with this dog in their life, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Um, it just, it's the same idea, uh, as fostering, you know, you get them onto a couch or you get them out doing normal dog things and oh, they become more adoptable. You yeah. know, people can envision this dog in their yeah. life. There's oh. not like a, there's, oh. so there's not like a big sign up process or anything. It's just, just mm-hmm. come on in and yeah, just find a and... program near you, go walk a dog, take a picture, post it on social media and tag us in it. And, and that's it. That's the work. That's the crux Hashtag of what we're trying to do. One dog. One hour. Exactly. Will you, awesome. yeah. will you touch on that for a second? Like what, like the role social media has played mm-hmm. in just the movement and kind of, kind of growing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, visibility, networking, all of those things that everybody knows about. Um, I think what's been most inspiring to me is just that people are going to the shelter, um, people are doing things like this who might've not been able to picture themselves, you know, it might've felt too intimidating before. I mean, the whole, something that's a big issue for us is the stereotypes around pit bulls because that's the majority of what you're going to find at the shelter. And a lot of people, um, just have those stereotypes, um, that are completely false for the record. Um, yeah, you go down to Austin. To note, too, the reason that they're, um, you know, with our background, Kayla and I met doing breed-specific rescue, doing Whippet and Greyhound rescue, and the reason that you find so many pit bulls and mixed breeds in the shelter is because all of the pure, there are purebreds in shelters, but a lot of them get pulled into breed-specific rescues that are foster-based. Okay. So those dogs would be there, but they're in foster. Right. I'm sorry for sounding 
I don't know what Whippet is. What is that? <laughs> it's like a small greyhound. Yeah, I'll show you basically. pictures after. Yeah, they're okay. like a half size greyhound, but they're, you know, greyhounds are like uh, 45 mile per hour couch potatoes. Like they're sprinters. Like you think yeah. of like a, a track and field runner who runs the 45. And That's just, a greyhound. Mm-hmm. Whippets are half Irish terrier. So they were bred for endurance. So they run like the ultra Ironman like oh, every wow. day. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. okay. Like Melissa regularly goes on like six mile hikes with her whippets. Like my greyhound walks literally four house links down from my house and is ready. <laughs> He's to like, stand. okay, let's go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we don't even go around a corner. Wow. <laughs> I know. I get so jealous sometimes of Kaylin. I love my dogs, but like when I got my first whippet, she was 13 months old and I got her from Greyhound Rescue Austin and we would go to the hike. I lived in Zilker at the time and we would walk down to the hike and bike trail. We'd do the entire six mile loop and back up to my house, which is That's a mile good. to the trail, whole loop back up to my house. So she's getting eight plus miles every morning at seven. By 1230, she was ready to go again. Like just oh, wow. as I'm getting caffeinated yeah. enough That's to do good. my, my, oh my work. Gosh. That's <laughs> it's like a big yeah. misconception really. because people are like, oh, I love greyhounds, but I want a smaller one. Yeah. It's like, no. If you want an easy dog, you want a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, wow. yeah that's the whole reason I got into Whippet Rescue in the first place is because I, I got my first Whippet and realized <laughs> they were not apartment dogs. <laughs> yeah. And I, lo- I loved him still. I had him until he was 14, but we had to do a lot of hikes and a is, lot of long walks. Is Whippet, the, you, you all watch Jenner Marbles? Yes, she is an Italian she, greyhound. Well, she actually has oh. a retired uh, recent greyhound too. She has oh. a, a, a greyhound rescue, but um, she has Italian greyhounds, Kermit. Okay. Yeah, yeah she's Kermit. Boston. Actually, I knew uh, I met Jenna a bunch of times in Boston. She w- wrote for Barstool Sports oh. when she first got Kermit. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. And but I not. Had, that's not the same. No, they're no, not. They, no. They're all in the same family. Okay. But got Italian it. greyhounds are actually just tiny versions of the big racing greyhounds. They okay. were actually, fun fact, bred down to their tiny size by Cleopatra in what? ancient Egypt because she wanted she a lapdog. That. Oh. And in ancient Rome. Yeah. The you know the phrase, beware of the dog. Yeah. Cave canum in Latin. Mm. It was actually beware of the little dog underfoot, not beware uh, from all the Italian greyhounds <laughs> that were like running the streets of Rome. That is too fun. (laughs) I like that's good. Little fun, fun trivia fact there. As we're sitting here, I'm just thinking about like the dynamic. I have two dogs, Mm -hmm. and they're both the same dog, but completely opposite. So one's large. He's a Rhodesian Ridgeback and American Bulldog mix. Rhodesian Ridgebacks with sighthounds too. Yeah, in the Greyhound family. But he's like total chill dog. Like don't you know? He used to. He likes to roam a lot, Mm -hmm. but he's not like I need to be out for hours and hours. He's like you know couch potato. Then I have a little King Charles Cavalier Spaniel, Aww. which she just wants to be carried. She'll walk for a bit, and then she's like, no, Aww. pick me up. So both of them are like the perfect, I can go out for 20, 30 minutes, and then they're like, okay, I'm good. They're on the same page. Yeah. 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 That's perfect. But yeah. she's she's the feisty one. She, I bet. Yeah, he's just like, he's so patient with her, and she's just like jumping up on his ears and stuff. It's really funny. So, so funny. Yeah, they were, bre- they were also bred for royalty. Yes. Pampered is in their DNA. Oh, the King Charles. That's why. Makes sense. Little Nala. So what other ways do y'all participate in the ATX community? Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just outside of this? Yeah. 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 Um, I was pretty involved up until I had a baby a year and a half ago. Um, <laughs> so, um, like head down in that sense. But um, I have a, um, I sell antiques and um, so Any I was. specific in, type? Mostly furniture and home decor items right now. Um, I used to sell a lot of jewelry. And so I would do pop-ups almost every weekend. And Mm. that was so fun because the different vendors that I would meet and the different venues were um, just 
always, um, kind of on the, um, in the, you know, know about what is new and what kind of vendors are going to be exciting to our, um, community. And so, um, I got to know, um, just a lot of small business owners that way, um, partnered with the paper craft pantry, um, on a bunch of different events. Um, and still a really big fan of that business on the East side. Okay. What is that? It's a stationary and workshop space. Okay. And it's, um, I think it's, um, for anybody who's, who likes crafty workshops, it's just the best. Yeah. I've driven by that place a bunch of times. I've not seen the inside or anything. Their new location is at Springdale General. Have you seen that one? Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. By Cafe Medici. Yep. Yeah. And their shop dog is one of my former fosters. Oh, no <laughs> way. Yes. That's awesome. So do you Fitty, make the, the crafts? Like yeah, you make at, the at jewelry the and stuff? Um, at the paper craft pantry or my No, business? Your, your business. I used to make jewelry, but now I'm um, selling mostly furniture and home decor that I resell. So find out of state sales Antiques. and then... Yeah. Wow. Um, Clean, yeah. polish, resell. Yeah. Do you have a cider business that you want to plug? Yeah, it's called the Distillery. Um, okay. And I have um, the distillerymarket.com and um, I have a store on Cherish. How fitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a metaphor. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> and then Melissa is involved in a lot of ways in the Austin community as oh, well. Oh, man. Yeah, outside of dot, well, uh, also fitting, uh, my dog Pixie, my whippet that I mentioned, uh, she's now seven, so she's calmed down a bit, and she is a therapy dog through Divine Canines. So we visit mm-hmm. um, some of their 210 partner sites around town, nursing homes, um, children's wow. homes, uh, UT during finals week, and help provide you know therapeutic stress relief. That's awesome for uh, for for people in need around the city. We like to share her whippet love, which can be as simple as just Probably petting the dogs. Yeah, right? just petting her. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. And um, yeah, actually, uh, Divine Canine's big annual fundraiser is coming up in May. Um, okay. And High yeah. Sign Brewing is one of their partners. It's called Barks for Beers. Oh, no wow. way. So yeah, get into that a little bit more. I know before the show you're telling us about that. Yeah, yeah I mean I. I don't drink as much anymore, and I can't drink beer, unfortunately, because I'm uh, allergic to gluten. But Barks for Beers is uh, one of the best value events and one of the most fun events, in my mind, because there's dogs involved, um, in Austin annually. Um, It's the biggest fundraiser for Divine Canines. It um, helps to offset the cost of training for um, the therapy dogs and to allow more, more partner sites. So the more dogs that we have in the program, the more people we can serve. It's May 1st to 31st. Mm-hmm. You buy um, a pint glass and a pause port, uh, <laughs> a little passport, right. okay. uh, for 30 bucks, And that gets you uh, one pour at all of their participating breweries and cideries oh, around wow. town. And there's a lot. You there's say. a ton. I can't even keep track of them all. There's new ones being added all the time. Right. Um, but, yeah, a lot of your favorites, including High Sign. <laughs> so 30 bucks, yeah, and you can out. just drink it up it's and have a good time like an incredible yeah. deal and yeah. way to experience new breweries and divine canines is such a incredible organization yeah it's such a great organization mm-hmm. and if you go on facebook um a lot of the divine canines teams will host barks for beers kickoff parties so they actually host a rotating series of events at different breweries around town where you'll actually get to meet some of the dogs awesome cool love that so the the idea came to be a few years ago you got your mm-hmm. your nonprofit status mm-hmm. last year what are some do you have any milestone goals or anything that you're trying to achieve this year and maybe even beyond like what what will this nonprofit or what will the 
the whole vision look like mm. down the line? Yeah, Melissa and I um, kind of both have our different um, goals, I would say, um, that we're each working towards. My focus is the Airbnb experiences right now because it's just going so well. Um, it's, I mean, every week I do, um, I put on my schedule what the time is and the capacity and it's always booked and it's $30 a person. So, you know, if it's, um, you know, 10 people, it's $300 raised for the shelter in an hour and a half. Um, as well as all the benefits of introducing people to the shelter that we've already talked about. Um, and the dogs enjoying their walks as well. Um, so I, Airbnb just came out with a co-host feature. So potentially, um, having more people than just me helping lead walks. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm just looking for ways to grow that, but at the same time, just keep raising money for the shelter that way. It's about a thousand dollars a month, um, that I raise for the shelter just doing that. Um, more bachelor and bachelorette parties. Um, I have three coming up in April, um, that, um, again, is just a really fast way to introduce a lot of people. Well, if you think about it, like the whole bachelor bachelorette party, like it's always a, it's always so crazy. Like, well, usually mm-hmm. Friday night is yeah. the mm-hmm. first night and then maybe the second night. And then yeah. usually people are like, all right, let's do something that doesn't involve drinking Yeah, that we're getting outside just like chilling and yeah. That's like a, that's a great idea. Yeah. I will say that the group that we just had was pretty hungover, but they were so, <laughs> they pushed through, they drank of some course, water yeah. and <laughs> that's, that's wore good. their sunglasses, but I was like, uh-huh. thanks for. Yeah. New hashtag dogs cure hangovers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. But um, <laughs> it's been kind of a. Reset them. Make them feel better about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, even out the karma. Um, but yeah, it's just. I mean, it's been surprising for me because we've spent three years generating interest in doing this. And so just to effortlessly have Airbnb bring these people to the walks and raise more money than we ever have before through it, it's like just a win-win. So the theme that comes out of that is like taking advantage of that existing platform and not trying to recreate the wheel there, but like people book an Airbnb in Austin for their vacation and they get an email with like things to do around town. And my experience is, um, I, I'm sure they target it to people who they know through the internet are interested in dogs, but people say that it's, um, the first recommendation. So that's how everybody finds it. Wow. And for us, it's just, awesome. we don't do anything mm-hmm. to generate those groups and they're coming from outside of Austin. So they don't know about our no kill culture and they're usually pretty inspired to volunteer when they go home, um, which, um, is kind of an ancillary, uh, mm-hmm. benefit. Yeah. So that's been my, my big future goal for, uh, is to go back to our roots as a media platform and to help amplify all the work that Caitlin's doing with inspiring these people who are coming on the Airbnb walks or the friends of those people who are seeing their Airbnb experience and, um, to really leverage that, to get more people involved outside of Austin, um, to really, deepen our ambassador um roster and and get other people going to shelters in other cities and posting um and to to really tap into our our network we would like to have a blog we'd like to share like thought leadership around the stuff um 
we I need to get better at posting on our Facebook page, you know, and and also the guided group walks that we did that are free to to get people going to not only Austin Animal Center but other shelters yeah. as well. Wow, awesome. Well, any parting words for our guests, you know, before we get into a little rapid fire game? <laughs> Anything we didn't Anything hit you want at all. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah. kind of serious, but um, one thing that when I was thinking about this um, podcast that was coming up was just the concept of compassion fatigue and that when it comes to any animal cause is kind of the biggest reason that I think people burn out and something that we've struggled with in the past because you see hard things and, you know, at first you want to save all the dogs and then you realize like, I'm just one person and so limited in what I can do. So finding ways to like, for me, it's, it's once a week right now, you know, cause I have work and I have my life and everything. And so it's like, I wish um, if I did this every day, like I could make so much more of an impact, but yeah. I would burn out doing that. And right. so finding what works for us and, um, that would, um, that's just the biggest thing is kind of finding ways to keep going and, um, to feel good about the work that we do, um, and not get discouraged. Yeah. And you mentioned this on the way over here. We have this, this quote, I, I apologize to the author cause I cannot think of her name, but, um, there's a famous quote that we share on our website and in dog rescue a lot. That's, um, you know, saving one dog won't change the world, but it'll change the world for that one dog. And mm. that was a big guiding principle for us. And, and it's so true. And it's something that we always come back to as a mantra and um, as a touchstone is yeah. that, you know, it, you can get really overwhelmed about all the all the things that you can't control and can't help with. Mm. Um, but just just knowing that you changed the world for one dog, even if it was just for that one hour, is yeah. huge. Yeah, I believe it. Thank you. We can Very feel cool. your passion through <laughs> yeah, conversations and, wow. and it, it's such a, it's a reminder. It's like sometimes not even just with animals, but you get so many volunteer requests and different things and you're like, man, it over, it's overloading sometimes or I, I need to do that, but I'm, I'm not. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you don't have to do it all. Just mm-hmm. pick some one thing. And so thank mm-hmm. you for sharing your stories and everything. Thanks think, for inviting us to share. I think Greg's about, you're contemplating getting a dog now. It seems like what? Yeah, putting words in my mouth. <laughs> Stop it. Greg um, won't even get a girlfriend because he's so busy. So that's right. <laughs> it's another one well, dog, is... one hour is perfect for you then. <laughs> yeah, for one hour. That's yeah, right. you can have a dog for one hour. Yeah, and, and you, test drive. You can't get a girlfriend for an hour. I'm not touching that one. Okay. We'll move, we'll move on. Okay. You can at a price. They have that in Japan. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> it's an inventing they have a lot <laughs> On a- that note, yeah. it's time for a game, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, this week's game is called Rapid Fire. Yes, you've heard this one. It's a crowd favorite. So here's the rules of the game, ladies. Uh, we're going to come up with a, a phrase, and whatever answer comes to your mind, you say it as fast as you can. Okay. okay? Hey. And so since there's two of you, up. feel free to either both of you say it, one of you say it, just Jump like right in. Buzzer, Ellen DeGeneres style. Yeah, I know. Let's hear both. We'll get one. Both, both way <laughs> oh, in. Yeah, okay. Both, yeah, definitely. Okay. Ready? Favorite dog breed? Greyhounds. Greyhounds and whippets. <laughs> yeah, that was a good Sight one. Sighthounds. <laughs> Favorite dog park in Austin? Mm. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> dog, dog parks are a... Oh yeah, they're a minefield. But What's the one on Burnet? That's the has the bar and everything. I oh, love yard, that. We yard, bar. Yard, bar. Yard, bar. yard bar. I love that one. Yeah, okay. yeah my dog used bar. to 
just walk around the fence and get petted by everybody there okay, and it's not play with the other dogs. Yeah. yeah. I like uh, Mary Moore Seawright Park down uh, it's on South First, just south that's of Slaughter. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite. That's where I take my dogs the most. Awesome. Sweet. That's a good spot. Favorite dog movie? Oh. Oh, it's a hard one. Oh, I've seen like two movies in my life. Melissa, <laughs> you're the movie person. <laughs> I know a favorite dog book is so much easier, but um, okay, you can go with book. Favorite dog book. Uh, Kayla and I were talking about this on the way over here. Actually, my favorite dog book and the book that I wish that every dog lover would read is Suzanne Clothier's "If Do- If Bones Would Rain from the Sky." It mm. completely changed my life uh, about how I. Um, my relationship with dogs yeah oh. teaches you to kind of think like a dog if bones would raise if bones would rain from the sky rain from the sky Clothier. yeah okay maybe that'll help my interaction with my pups there you go okay great dane or whip it which one's better whip it i think a great dane would be more my energy <laughs> level yeah wow i need a lazy dog figured, figured okay. that'd be a toss-up yeah if you got a new dog today what would you name it it's a really good question. I all, I think if I were to get a Whippet today, I would name it Scout. They're really good trail scouts. Okay. Scout. Oh. I almost adopted a dog at Austin Animal Center um, recently named Ramen, and I love that name. Ramen. <laughs> I like that. She's still there if anybody wants her. She's a great dog. Ramen. I want to answer this. My my girlfriend and I got the King Charles. Um, was it? She's nine months now, and she's already like got puppy fever again. I'm like, no, we already have two dogs, mm-hmm. um, but we have the name Milo in mind for a boy oh, King okay. Charles to to you know to combat. There's them. my favorite dog movie, Milo and Otis. Good. That's a good one. It's a classic. My dog's Milo. name is Miley. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah. Milo is a dog in The Mask with Jim Carrey. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He was their little, his little dog. I think he was a Jack Russell. I think so, yeah. 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 That's about the energy level of Whippets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. Best trick you've taught a dog to do. Oh, oh this one's easy. This is a favorite when we do our Divine Canines visits. Um, my husband and I taught... Pixie or whip it to snuggle on command. So if you pat the pat the couch next to you yeah. and you say snuggle, she'll come and she'll do a little turn and she curls up next to you. Oh, oh that's a good one. Like that. That was a good one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Greyhounds are like notorious for not learning anything. <laughs> well, it's because they already have learned so much. Yeah. They're, they're pretty rigid. Not because they're not smart. They're just cat-like in the sense that they don't really care about like the typical sit, stay types of things. But um mm. we just um, adopted a um, 10-year-old greyhound named Miley who um, is just – she was a breeding dog, so she's had puppies, 23 puppies. Wow. And she caught my eye because we have a baby, and I was thinking maybe she's used to, like, getting crawled on, and it's working out great. So uh, nice. I didn't teach her, but she's really, really good with um, with our kid. Different yeah. Oh. yeah. It's kind of a superpower. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Favorite local pet store? Ooh, um, Tomlinson's. Tomlinson's. Yeah. Good spot. They donate a lot to the Greyhound Rescue, so a lot, like all the food for the foster dogs. Dang. Wow. They're they're incredible. Tomlin's is incredible. My, I'm in there with my dogs like every week, the one on South Lamar. Mm. Uh, I would also say Prime Pet. Yeah, Prime Pet's about to reopen mm-hmm. at a new location at Cesar Chavez. It's mm-hmm. a one-off independent mm. Leon pet store mm-hmm. that we know the owners and they're great people. And it um, 
had a old location that closed for a bit. They're about to reopen on Cesar Chavez. I'm not sure when. Yeah. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. Uh, right by um, uh, Vegan Nam and Blue Owl Brewing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's called Prime Pet. Blue Owl Brewing also has an Italian Good greyhound spot. as a brewery dog. Really? Aw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I know that. See. Yeah, they have was a bear rescue? called Dapper Devil that was uh, named after their Italian greyhound. And I think they just released the second in that series. It also has an Italian greyhound on the label, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm. Nice. This one doesn't have to be pet related mm-hmm. unless you want it to be, but um, we like asking it because we, we get some good ideas from it. Best purchase you've made under a hundred dollars. Yeah. Dog related or mm. just no, anything? Any, anything. Could be. Mm. And I bought, I adopted my dog for $80. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was 40 and he's eight so, now. Yeah. yeah 40, 40 bucks oh. on Craigslist. 14 years. Oh <laughs> That's wow. awesome. It's the best oh, purchase under a hundred dollars. I, I actually, uh, my husband and I just got interviewed by a Subaru magazine for our favorite things we've ever bought for our dogs. And the two things that I bought that we bought under a hundred bucks, where we got uh, one of those hammocks for the back seat mm. that protects oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. mud from Orvis. That was a huge. It saved our lives, um, especially since one of our dogs gets car sick. <laughs> oh wow! Lifesaver. Mm. Um, and then we got this thing. I think it was thirteen dollars. And it's called a paw washer, and it looks like a cup, but it has like bristles on it. It's like soft oh, silicone bristles on the inside. Oh. You can literally just dunk your dog's paw in it, and it gets all the mud and everything oh, off of the tail. I need so that. We leave it in the back of the car when we go on hikes and stuff, and just with a big jug of water, you can just fill it up with the water jug and clean their paws off. And we say it's we save so many ta- paper towels and towels that way. It's so much more sustainable. Paw washer. I'll, I'll get you the exact name of it, but yeah, I think if you search paw washer on, you know, yeah, pull something up. we got it from, um, Barking Creek on South Lamar next Barking to Patica coffee. Okay. So yeah, if you go in there and say, where are the paw washers? They can give you one. Good deal. I'm going to need that. Cause those two every morning I take them out and they get into something and <laughs> towel, dirty towel, dirty towel. Yeah. We're getting into prime mud season in Austin. Yes. So. I feel like we've been in it, but it's going to get worse. <laughs> okay, last question. A hidden talent well, that most people... We didn't hear her $100. Oh, that's oh, true. Okay, I have an answer. Yeah. Um, it's food-related. Okay. So, yeah, um, food. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's a subscription box. So I tried all those like meal prep subscri- subscription boxes, and mm-hmm. I f- the waste of it was kind of bothering me, like all those little plastic yes. pieces and the ice. And so this is a spice subscription box. It's called Spice Madame, and it's $20 a month. And it's a little box with like three or four different spices and it always has a country theme and then the part that's amazing is they include recipes and like one card with your grocery list and they do vegan and vegetarian substitutes um so it's for us about one to two weeks out of the month it's what we eat and it's like the benefits of the you know meal subscription service without like all the waste and it's just you go buy the fresh you know fruits and vegetables but to me like taking that decision fatigue off of my shoulders of like what What kind of meals are we making and and it's exciting because it's new and they're all like pretty easy you don't have to but like this month is lebanon and we made this like amazing hummus and like rice thing and um yeah so we're we've been subscribing for eight months now and we go back to like previous boxes a lot too, like, and just do the whole grocery list thing again. Yeah. It's called spice madame. And, um, and we're, my husband and I are always like, this thing is just such a lifesaver. Um, 
say you just posted about that the other day. I was yeah. super intrigued. I don't, I don't know how their business is going, but I have this fear that they're going to go out of business. Like <laughs> it's an unfounded, like not for any reason, but I'm like, if they ever stop this, like yeah, I'm going to be, hurt, be yeah. dra- back to the drawing boards. Like, yeah. So, and it's only $20 a month. Cool. Okay. It's great deal. So, and then one of our favorites, a hidden talent that most people don't know you have. Now you can let everyone know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, mine's definitely like my past and finance world. <laughs> Your eyebrow trick. <laughs> you got an eyebrow trick? I don't even know about that one. <laughs> Apparently, I have an oh, eyebrow trick. What is trick. that? Um, <laughs> when Caitlin gets really excited and silly, she does this thing with sing, this thing with her eyebrows. It's very like Charlie Chaplin. And oh, my, hilarious. me and my brothers all do that. Like, yeah. I know what you're talking about because of my brothers, but I've never seen myself do it. <laughs> Let's bad. see it. Let's act like I don't know. Scenario. <laughs> I mean, that might have been it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, but awesome. um, <laughs> yeah, my brothers and I have like the same mannerisms. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was going to say, um, I, um, majored in finance in college and, um, worked in investing for, um, five years in my past life. So now I'm like not doing anything related anymore, but every now and then a friend will be like, I don't know what stocks to buy. And I'm like, no, let me give you my spiel about index funds and, you know, um, nice, good, good knowledge to have. Yeah. So I have a literally a spiel that I share with friends, and they're like, "I didn't know That's, any of this." Wow. After, <laughs> yeah. after after the show, maybe I'll ask you for your spiel. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> or a new, uh, yeah, a future episode topic. Yeah. How yeah, about sure. you? <laughs> oh, my hidden talent, I guess. Uh, Yodel. No one knows that I used to be a champion figure skater. Wow. But, yeah. Whoa. So I competed all over the world in Get figure skating down. until I was twelve. Uh, well, really, until I was eighteen, but then I coached and and started my team at my college. So. Unreal! Did you yeah. know this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've been skating yeah. before, actually. Oh, okay. And you were like, "Watch this!" Yeah. Where do you go? I'm no, like, trying to reel it in. <laughs> Where's a good place to go ice skating in Austin? Uh, there's really only one place that's open year round to go, mm. and that's Chaparral Ice up in the North Cross Mall, and okay. they have public skates like several mm. times a week. North Cross Mall. Where's that? Where's that? West Anderson Lane and Burnett. Okay. Um, but yeah, but I actually recently have, uh, m- the other way that I'm involved in the community is that, uh, I've, I've actually taken this sabbatical to like embrace my former athlete life and bring it back into my current life. I started a, um, community project, uh, that's also Instagram based called healthy hangs, um, mm. that is on a mission to redefine happy hour and provide those opportunities that aren't just eating and drinking for people who yeah. want something fun and social to do. We call it social self care. That's awesome. Yeah. Boom. Social wow. self-care. Social mm-hmm. self-care. Yeah. This is fantastic. Well, there you have it. That was our here. That was our rapid fire. Yeah. Um that said, it's oh. Can you introduce it, please? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this week's Weekly Brew, Brew, Brew. The Weekly Brew. Yeah. They like when I do that. I don't really like it that much. <laughs> he just he used it. to get it's super a- pumped with all the first episodes. For the weekly brew, yeah, yeah, and then we just now he has no, to do it. Yeah, it's <laughs> sound like a jumbotron announcer. Brew, brew, brew. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So normally we get really excited. We have really exciting news for the weekly brew today. Oh, we felt that it was appropriate to create some awareness about a more serious matter. The coronavirus has been the top headline around the world for several weeks now. As of yesterday, it's the top headline in Austin. Austin's uh, health officials um, came together. They're supposed to come up with um, more uh, 
more of an update today, but they are testing at least one person right now for the coronavirus that they think may have it. It's not confirmed yet, but it's right here in Travis County. So I was not expecting that news yesterday evening, to be honest. Um, and again, it's not confirmed, so we don't, but, but it's something to think about. And yeah. um, what do you guys think of, of the virus and, you know, it being right here in our back doors, potentially? Um, of course, in San Antonio as well, I have a couple stats. Um, San Antonio has 10 people that have been quarantined and apparently infected, which is basically our neighbor. You know, it's right down the street. It's, what, 45 minutes to an hour and a half to anywhere in San Antonio. So it's just it's a little sketchy, you know. Um, the stats right now, 92,000 cases confirmed. 3,100 deaths worldwide in the U.S., 60 cases confirmed, 12 deaths already. So, yeah, what do you guys think? So my parents are both med- medical. They're uh, both Air Force. My dad is a medical group commander. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> and so I have a, a deep background in, in this area. Yeah. And uh, I just think that um, everyone needs to use common sense, both in terms yeah. of on a daily basis, embracing healthy habits and boosting your own immunity so that you're you have the most resilience against any infection. You know, the common flu is going around right now too. Of course, yeah. So, um, you know, we we should all be doing the things that the CDC and other health groups um, have encouraged us to do proper hand washing. Washing your hands. Yeah, yeah. proper hygiene is a big one. And then common courtesy things. Um, if you have the privilege uh, in of calling in sick to work or missing an event or a work day because you're feeling sick, that's the best way to prevent the spread of it. The, the scariest thing about the coronavirus is that 80% of people who get it won't know that they have it because they'll be asymptomatic, which means they're not showing any symptoms of it. So that's the, that's the biggest concern about the spread of this. Right, because even if it, they say it might be here, it's probably here. Right. Just, yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah, so just, you know, use caution when you're going into big groups. Like, be much more considerate with your personal hygiene. And if you're sick... Don't go in public. Don't sneeze all over other people. You know, don't go to work and spread it around if you have the luxury of taking the time off. You know, unfortunately, people in food service and in lower um, socioeconomic positions don't have that privilege. So Mm -hmm. it's up to the rest of us who do to try and contain. And and try to get somewhat educated about like if it look into what you can do to to prevent it if that wasn't good enough. Like if your description of washing your hands and using good hygiene was enough. But one thing I've seen is like the masks, people are walking around wearing masks Mm -hmm. and all the the health professionals are like, it's it's not walking or it's, if if you're not infected, you wearing a mask isn't going to do anything. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. the people that are actually can harm you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It can harm your immunity. Yeah. Then you're you're less likely to, to fight it off if you do get it. Um, yeah, and the, boosting your own immunity is a big thing, you know. Um, <laughs> John Oliver's like last week tonight. I actually posted his his video it, of all unlikely sources, and I think that the best part about it is that it, he does it with levity. So, uh, and laughter is really good mm-hmm. at boosting immunity. So, yeah. um, watch this week's last week tonight with John Oliver if you're um, interested in really quick digestible ways for preventing coronavirus and a dose of levity. Good we all know. could use yeah. a good laugh right now. Um, I would say that. Um, the thing that has been, my husband is Asian and there's been some racism happening. Yeah. And so I, I don't think that people would know that unless they personally experienced it. And, um, so 
just the awareness piece there as well as like I would um, encourage people to keep eating at Asian restaurants. Yeah, that, <laughs> and our friend Jane put together a good list. Um, yeah, our friend Jane Co. A Taste of Coco is her blog, and she was highlighting um, her favorite Asian restaurants in the Austin area that, and encouraging people to to continue going out to um, support those businesses because they are really hurting right now, um, which is crazy. Like so, um, I mean, it's. It's illogical. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, people not going to them. And then, like, I saw there was an article like Michael Bloomberg going to a Chinese oh restaurant to show him. Like, come on. I didn't see that well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't make it a political thing. Just use common sense. And I don't have, yeah. I don't have the numbers, but even the common flu produces. I think maybe even more than, you know, what we've seen with this. Obviously this is different because, because it's new and we don't know how to, you know, necessarily treat it yet. But I don't know. It's if, like you said, if you take care of yourself, be aware and just, that's all we're trying to do here is create awareness. Then you shouldn't have to worry about, you know, the absolute worst being one of those death cases. Like that's just kind of far fetched at this point, but, but the symptoms are similar. You know, you have a cold, you have a cough, you have a fever, start getting some lung congestion and then, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when it gets a little more serious. And so if you do start getting those symptoms, like just go, go get it checked out right away. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the important thing about this too, is that, as you mentioned, people die from the flu every year, the common flu. And that's why the flu shot is so important is for herd immunity. And, you know, if you can raise your own immunity, across the board, you're, um, prevent, you're helping people who have compromised immune systems like the elderly and children. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones most at risk for, mm-hmm. for dying from the flu. Right. Gregory? Thank you. Any thoughts? No. You're good. Yeah. Just wash your hands, right? Just wash your hands. Wash your hands. If you go 20 to 20 seconds or more. Yeah, 20 seconds. Sing happy birthday while you're washing your hands. That's right. Oh yeah. Watch the video. CDC put out a video on how to wash your hands appropriately. It sounds like okay how to wash your hands but i watched and i was like oh there's a lot of you know yeah dude. get a nail brush really get yeah soap under your fingernails that's where a lot of germs get trapped yep i've been in that bathroom downstairs enough to know that people don't adults don't know how to wash <laughs> their hands so. that's accurate um, it's sad but true yeah all righty folks thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast with caitlin and melissa with one dog one hour remember to subscribe to us on itunes or wherever you're tuning in uh, to your podcast we'd love a five-star rating be sure to check us out on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. You can also follow One Dog One Hour at One, the number one dog one hour, to stay up to date on all the amazing things they're doing in their community and one dog one hour dot com. One dog one hour dot org. Dot org. And get out there and go walk a dog for one hour. It Just doesn't do have it. to be every day. That's right. <laughs> once a week, once, once a month, it whatever. It can be one time. It can be one. Anything yes. helps. Oh, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks dogs. for having us. Yeah. All righty, guys. Cheers. Cheers, Austin. Cheers. Austin. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.